0: you got real lucky there
1: man i got lucky yeah i
0: almost forgot to hit record
1: oh i did forget to hit record (laughs) nice i'll have to you know get creative in editing oh well Hmm. hi i'm ryan
0: And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, adjusting my recording volume on the fly, playing, smashing, watching movies, now podcast. Yeah,
1: now we're movie boys. Well, after this week, we won't be movie boys anymore. Later in the episode, we're going to talk about the new Bill and Ted movie, and we are going to spoil it. So if you don't want spoilers, tap out the moment we start doing that. But until then, here's the first ad.
0: His this first was, ad was sent by Mud Puppy.
1: Yep, that was his name in the email. Um, this is this a is pair a, of guitars listed in separate ads from the same seller uh, on reverb. Three hundred bucks for each of them, so I didn't I didn't change the header, but I put in the, the different descriptions and even though the descriptions are almost identical.
0: Yeah, one is a uh, custom PV Raptor, two single coil pickups, one volume control, 60s jangly tone, $300 with no finish, 350 with finish. What? Okay, and then the other one is a custom PV Raptor, single humbucker, single volume, same thing, 300 with no finish, 350 with finish. What is What does that mean?
1: I'm getting the gist that these are not the ones that you would buy. Oh, he's saying so he he will do this to a raptor if you give him three hundred dollars because with he can't reverse it he can't put the finish back right. Do you have an air, air conditioner or something on over there? Fan? No. Okay. Are you picking up noise? Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Well will just be hot. Okay. I'm Gosh. hot. We're both hot, Steve. We'll be hot together.
0: I'm so hot. <laughs> let's so, get yeah. Hans, let's get Hansel in here, too.
1: The pictured guitars, though, are a trip. The pictured guitars
0: are trash.
1: They're complete trash. Uh, they are completely mangled raptor bodies. Like the top horns have been mangled. The overall body shape has been mangled. Um, the paint has been removed. And a pick guard. That covers most of the body has been cut uh, out of, I, I'm assuming, a, a thin piece of plywood. And then, I don't know if you can see this detail, Steve. I'll, I'll zoom in a bit here. Enhance! There we go. Take a look at the bridge. Oh, good grief. The bridge that is, is not, it, I mean, first thing, it's bolted on top of the pit guard. Second it's a thing, backwards stretch.
0: Bridge.
1: It's a left handed strat bridge without the saddles. So the strings are just floating off the back end of the bridge. Also okay, zoom, that's not zoom even, back out. That's not the only crazy thing here. The other crazy thing is that the bridge pickup is framed with the back plate of a strat Tremolo cover. Yeah. <laughs> No modifications made to it, just put there as a pick guard.
0: Which I so one one of these I hate more than the other. Do you know which one I hate more than Ooh. the other?
1: Ooh, um, I think you're gonna. I think you hate the one on the right more.
0: The single coil one. Yeah. I do hate the single coil one more. Um, I'm basically the one on the left. I think the pick guard body shape overall, the way those kind of
1: There's something mesh there. Together. It's, it's got a DIY charm to it. You know what? I was looking at the one on the left, and I was like, you know what? You clean up some of those lines. You give it a unique headstock. You put some sort of gold foil in the pickup slot, and you give it a proper bridge, and you got yourself something kind of charming, something maybe even a little yeah. boutique looking. Like, there's... there's an esoteric boutique sort of quality to it where the one on the right just crosses the line into trash
0: yeah yeah. Um, it looks like uh, someone just pointed out it looks like the one on the right not only has an upside down or has the um, the pickup or the the cavity cover from a Strat but it also has a Tele uh, pickup our Tele bridge in the neck position. That's a mounting plate for a Telecaster bridge.
1: Um, Let me enhance here. Yeah, it's like a conversion plate. I don't really understand what the pickup... No, I
0: think that's a Tele pickup.
1: I don't think it is, man. I think it's a think Strat pickup. I think whatever they have it mount... Unless they put a Strat cover over it but there's something no up- it's
0: it yeah it, i think it's just like a white telly bridge pickup
1: it's really hard to tell because most of the pickup is underneath the wood pick guard and the thing covering it i think is the thing around it i think it's just to cover some sort of loose routing or something like that i have no idea what's going on there no i think if they chopped think- up but i think they chopped up a telly bridge all right I mean, you might be right. You might be right, but to to me, that looks like one of those conversion, uh, like humbucker to tele conversion plates. You know, it's not it's not wide enough, though. The I mean, the thing that throws you is why is it at an angle? <laughs> right. No, that's
0: what I'm saying. That's why. That's why I think you think you it know, is a piece of metal bridge.
1: You think yeah. it's a piece of metal bridge? Okay. You, you might be right I, on that.
0: It also has that offset uh, screw yeah like th- that because a telly bridge pickup has um is yeah, mounted by right.
1: uh three screws I was guess I was just assuming mm. that was holding that piece of whatever it is down so yeah
0: good call from the good shout out from the chat tonight yeah seriously um three hundred dollars man. Oh, man
1: would you would you even i wouldn't even do three hundred dollars for both of these but I mean 350 with the finish though. You know? Oh, with the finish, <laughs> huh. What does that mean? I do You gonna assemble st- it all? We still don't a, know. We still don't know what that means. I got a can means. of
0: Deft in the freaking in the thing out there that I've been wanting to use on a guitar for like three years. That I haven't used. Is that is that the finish? Based on the quality of all of this, I think Deft is probably too high quality of a finishing uh, rattle can for this Maybe. project.
1: Yeah, there's, there's. I don't know if
0: the, I don't know if that stuff's good at all. In none general, of this. But,
1: none of this is worth anywhere near three hundred dollars. Like uh, it's worth, it's worth less than a PV Raptor in slot condition, which is a hundred and seventy-five dollars to two fifty. Yeah, I, I and that's the that's
0: the problem,
1: right? So yeah. the
0: the uh, the guitar. I think that you can get a PV Raptor Plus H, H- HSS on Reverb right now for a hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, shipped.
1: Shipped to you, eighty four
0: ninety six plus thirty
1: dollars shipping. This guy wants thirty five bucks to ship these guitars. What? Yeah. Get out of here! <laughs> Jeez. No the the three hundred dollars should be a ransom. Like pay three hundred dollars or this will happen to your guitar.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and also yeah, this is awful. <laughs> this is a murder.
1: Maybe when he's maybe finish doesn't mean uh he'll put paint on it. Maybe finish means he will finish the guitar. Like he, I like Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> okay. Three hundred dollars, I won't finish the guitar. Three fifty, I'll finish him. Three fifty, I will kill this guitar. <laughs> Tradition. This
0: store this okay, so this store Fatality. that's like you called it alternate alternative alternative underground.
1: This is just bad, dude. This is so much bad. You know what? They're almost there. The bridge is the thing that throws them the most. If these had a functional bridge on them, um they could be like Yeah, I could see someone playing one of these on stage in like a folky outsider art kind of experimental sort of way. The fact that it's clearly non-functional with the bridge missing at saddles, which I don't even understand what would lead someone to do something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no value to them because there's no way these play any decently at all. Any decently. Here's, a, here's another problem. Way, that's a mingled way to say that. It lay the problem on me.
0: Um, the guitar on the right is not I mean I guess maybe the body was from a PV Raptor
1: but yeah the neck it's a doesn't. different neck yeah it's some sort of stratty type neck alright for
0: uh let's see what at what t- you know what? I can't even play this game <laughs> what <laughs> price what it, what, at what price point is this interesting to you
1: oh man 45 bucks
0: yeah, $45, bucks. i am willing to drive to this person's house, give him $45, put this thing in front of my car, and run it over. I don't even need to be super rich to feel that way. Just regular, <laughs> not super rich, not even barely at all, in any sort of way, rich Steve.
1: Yeah, these need to be rescued. This, well, I,
0: for $45, completely broke Steve goes out, gets his guitar, and smashes it in the driveway and says, "Here's Throw this in your freaking trash, man.
1: Here, here's the thing. Disposing of these guitars is not good enough. Rescuing these two guitars is not good enough. This person needs to go to prison. This person needs to go to guitar prison because they will do this again. They need to be stopped. We need to protect the other guitars of the world or this is going to happen again and, and again and again to innocent PV Raptors that don't deserve this sort of treatment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Innocent Beauty <PA> Raptors. <laughs> this
0: Think is sold Raptors. as this is sold as described, but it's also described as being in good condition.
1: I've described every single thing I've ever sold in my life. That doesn't mean anything. That's not a feature. <laughs> 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 all right. How are you doing, man? How's life? Um, What's new?
0: I'm doing all right, I guess. I feel like I sold a pedal this week. You feel like you sold shipped, a pedal? I shipped something out this week.
1: I need to uh, I, ship I,
0: out. I, sh- I sold a pedal I, so I will I will say um I we'll see if anyone we'll see if I get suspended. oh. I um got an offer on reverb for a pedal that I've had up for a really long time from somebody that is a friend of the show. And I basically I'm so bad at shipping that I messaged him on Facebook and I was like, Hey, man, um, your price is fine, but I don't want to get into like reverb shipping hell because I might ship this tomorrow or I might ship it in two weeks. So I I took a reverb sale offline. Uh, I say with much, much shame.
1: Yeah, yeah. I need to ship out uh, the custom Kuvave pedal. I picked the winner for that on Monday, and I still haven't made it to oh. the post office to ship it out. Um, so yeah, I need to get that thing out the door. Um, uh, the the pedal I sold was the
0: uh, Gear Supply Harmonic Tremolo. Mm. I sold it to an avid Gear Supply co- pedal collector.
1: <laughs> the most uh, you know valuable collection of unique. Yeah and limited edition pedals on the planet.
0: I th- I think that might be I mean I don't know how I guess there were four pedals in that line. He said he did ha- he did not have any of these
1: mm. in his collection.
0: But I mm. think he has like five light drives. Oh my
1: gosh. Why? <laughs> That's ridiculous.
0: I'm not kidding. This guy's a collector. I no. Sorry, I I'm adjusting you.
1: my I'm adjusting my chair. Steve is adjusting down there in his chair area. <laughs> the cheria, if you the will. The charia. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I've had something new on my mind, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, um, uh, someone in our, in our Facebook group got one of the uh, paranormal Cabernita Telecasters in mm-hmm. red with the uh, Jazzmaster pickups in them. I think the the new thing for me is that I, I thought I wanted them, but he revealed that they are indeed not real Jazzmaster pickups, and I feel no. like that sucks enough of, of the wind out of my sails to want to get one, and I've already been teetering like, oh man, I probably shouldn't buy another Paranormal guitar, even though I want to try them all, just because it's a lot of guitars to have around, and... I mean, it is money that I have to spend to get them. So, so what um, kind
0: of pickups are they?
1: They're like, they're like a secret P90. So it's probably whatever is in the j Mascus.
0: Oh, interesting. Because they
1: have the screw pole pieces, and the construction inside is a P90 construction versus the Jazzmaster construction. They are different pickups. Um, and unfortunately, Fender has muddied the water by <laughs> hiding yeah. P90s in the j Mascus and now this. So.
0: It's interesting because it says that they are Fender Design Alnico.
1: I mean, who knows what that
0: means. it doesn't not- say they're Jazzmaster
1: pickups, though.
0: So. No, it does say... I'm saying it. they're claiming
1: that they're Jazzmaster pickups. Oh. Well, they don't have the, the the right construction to be true Jazzmaster pickups. So, mm. Interesting. Yeah, um, and maybe someone else will get one and say, oh, no, no, I opened it up, it's Jazzmaster pickups. But the fact that they have screw poles... Uh, speaks volumes in that direction. So I could still get one and then eventually trade out the pickups for Jazzmaster pickups. Um, but then I feel like that goes against this... I don't know. I'm wrestling with it. I'm wrestling with it. The, the, <laughs> My My hope was to get one of those and then swap the baritone neck onto it for fun later on mm. to have that colorful body with those pickups. And I guess if I'm doing that sort of thing, then I could just swap in the Squire Jazzmaster pickups that I have here that I took out of the the Vintage Modified. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm having trouble getting motivated for it now. And I I don't think I want the Offset Tele, even though they look really cool. And... uh, I definitely don't want a Tornado. People keep bugging me to get the Tornado, and I'm like, why? What about that would appeal to me? <laughs> <laughs> um, so all I can
0: say is the Paranormal Cabernita is listed as having Fender-designed Alnico single coil. The Classic Vibe claims to have Fender-designed Alnico single coil. The J Mascus just says single coil Jazzmaster.
1: mm. But does, so it class- does zoom in on the classic vibe? Are there screw pull pieces, or are there solid pull pieces? If you can look that closely, they look solid. Well, look at the ones on the paranormal then, because that oh, is- yeah, see? they
0: are. They look like yeah, those are screws. Interesting. And that's
1: so- that's a P ninety thing. So, yeah, yeah. And it's a different construction, is what the guy reported. So, yeah, the
0: Jameskus has the screws.
1: Yeah, yeah. There we go. We just did some super sleuthing off screen. <laughs> you know uh, what I did, Ryan? What did you do, Steve?
0: I I clicked and I clicked and I, in my brain I said Enance! enhance, enhance, <laughs> enhance, and then I saw the screws. <laughs>
1: You probably, they have, probably have high-quality photos up wherever you're looking. It's probably, they do. They, yeah. Well,
0: they, I had to zoom. They, like Fender actually lets you
1: uh,
0: zoom in a couple mm. levels.
1: Mm. That's nice. That's nice of Fender. Um, do you want to get straight into the topic? We're not going to do Bill and Ted yet. Don't worry. Everyone who's trying. Well, to click I, think away.
0: Wanna do a, I think we want to do. I think we want to do a
1: sponsor spot. You want to do the sponsor spot first? All right, let me pull up the, uh, the, where we, this, the overlay for that. This is where we do the. This is where we do the sponsor spot. This week, this episode, just like so many others before, is brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio, maker of this ridiculous beast that I'm holding. The preamp nk 2 I don't have it plugged in for power, but if I did, I could press the button and these sliders would jump all over the place and go through presets and do really impressive, cool things. Um, I know this thing's expensive. I know it, but it's a lot of pedals in one. It really is. It's a light yeah. drive, it's a preamp, it's an EQ, it's a wah, it's a. It's definitely a, at least one fuzz. Actually, it's two fuzzes. It's a how lot tre- of stuff.
0: How many tremolos is it? It
1: could be a tremolo if you programmed it with a MIDI controller to make how the many- volume go okay, up and down.
0: But how many? So we've established that it is a tremolo, but is it a tremolo?
1: It's a tremolo. Okay, it's cool. a tremolo. Uh, so, anyways, you know about Chase Bliss. We've been talking about him forever. Longtime friend of the show. Uh, if this isn't on your wish list, I'm sure another one of them is. Make sure this is this is my this is my push. We're out of Augie Doggy. We're into September. Now's the time to really hone in that letter to Santa. Uh, make your <laughs> make your list. Of the, Check it twice. Of, of the chaseless petals you want, put it in an envelope, leave it out on your counter for your whole family to see, have it addressed mm. to Santa, and then you write, you know, your name or your family title, and then Christmas wish list next to that. And you know what? I think Santa, one of Santa's elves will come and grab it and know exactly what you want for Christmas. Dear then,
0: Santa baby.
1: And tell the – leave a right in the note, dear Santa, please use Ryan from 60 Cycle Hums affiliate links when you purchase these. Thank you. So anyways, huge thanks to Chase Bliss Audio. Uh, We're all getting ready for Christmas now. This is a Christmas episode now. And uh, you know what? Go buy all their stuff. That's all I got to (laughs) say. All right. The topic. It's topic time. Not the up. Bill and Ted's topic. Sean's, not-
0: Sean's in the chat right now, by the way. Sean Pierce Johnson, who says that he has not seen Bill and Ted's. We're going to talk about it later, Sean. So just yeah, do just not be worry.
1: worry. Do not Maybe worry in right like now.
0: T- 20 minutes, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. But not right now. Not right now. Right now, we're going to talk about this email from Michael Burke, not related to Ryan Burke. It's spelled
1: completely different than my last name, but still is valid. It's- I want to read all
0: this because he did put some work into it.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Imagine, if you can,
0: that the Fender Stratocaster never existed, okay? All right. Of course, that would mean uh, that a whole lot of other guitars never existed. Essentially, any two-horned guitar, including the Gibson SG. Never heard you guys mention, so I'm not sure if you know, the Gibson Les Paul was never very popular, and they changed it to the SG style in 61. Actually, I think we have discussed that, but long, long time ago. In
1: length. We never shut up about it. Yeah. A change
0: that I believe was inspired by the Stratocaster design. Thinner, ergonomic. Les Paul, the person didn't like it, so they changed it back, but kept the SG design too. Apparently, the Les Paul didn't become popular until Keith started using it in the 60s. Anyway, say the Strat never existed or any guitar that resembles it. Maybe companies like Ibanez still happen, but without any Longhorn designs. Then tomorrow or next week, Fenner comes out with the Stratocaster. What would the public reaction be? Reimagining history is kind of silly, but still interesting to do. My main point is that the Strat design is very unique and different. Even if history was the same, with even with Jaguars, Jazzmasters, Explorers, Fibers, etc., I think if the Strat came out tomorrow, the initial reaction would be WTF. The Strat wasn't popular until Jimmy either until Jimi Hendrix. If it came out tomorrow, it would be interesting to see if any popular musician would latch onto it. Uh, and then he says he's got another reimagining history story coming, which I, th- I think he did send, but we're not going to do it this week. I didn't open that uh,
1: one yet, but uh, I'm going to nix the part of the story, um, the 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 part of the premise where Strats initiated the two horn design because it's it's flat out not true. Didn't it, wasn't Bigsby's original Bigsby, already? Well, Bixby had a single cut and he had a double cut with sharp with sharp horns. I'd say an SG looks closer to Bixby's horns than a Strat does. Mm. Um, But also there were semi hollows and jazz boxes and things like that, that I'm pretty sure had double cuts. I could be wrong on that. Okay, but I. I'm not going to count the two horns. I'm not going to count double horn things like SGs and whatnot as a Strat innovation, Um, but. I think for this premise, we will say that all Strat-style guitars, you know, the RGs of the Ibanezes and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Super Strats and all Strat variants, just were never invented. What would have happened? What would it, right. what would it, what would have become? Would there have become a guitar that? Uh, <laughs> would there have become a guitar that? Um, you know had the impact on popular culture that the strat did right
0: uh, so I think with this uh, you know not just from a pop culture standpoint but one thing that uh, I think we, we wouldn't have we couldn't have maybe is um, Van Halen we have no Van Halen
1: without Fender without I think a strat? without
0: the Stratocaster you don't, we don't think you would play Stig- something else I mean, maybe. I, I guess maybe I shouldn't say Van Halen. We wouldn't have Floyd Rose. I would. I would argue that we wouldn't okay. have Floyd Rose without the Stratocaster. Okay,
1: that is interesting. We would not have Floyd Roses without the Stratocaster. But Callers existed.
0: Yeah, but Cal. I'm saying like any time of any type of locking. Is there a type of locking tremolo that vibrato that isn't at its core like feeling like Earth. it's mimicking a Strat?
1: Trem? Right. Right. I mean, the strat—that's tr- that, a valid point. The strat trim is the original of that style of trim. There wasn't anything else like that, um, and they haven't come up with anything fundamentally similar that isn't just straightly, you know, a straight design inspiration of the strat trim. I—I I don't know where I was going with that line of thought, but yeah, you can totally count that innovation as part of being erased from this. So you would never see a Telecaster with a Strat trim. You would never see, right. you know, uh, any other guitar. You'd never see a flying V with a Strat trim or a Floyd Rose or anything like that. But- yeah.
0: Now, now we'd still have, I, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't go to the extent that, I mean, I did say Floyd Rose when it exists. I think I would say maybe Floyd Rose, the way that we right. understand him when it exists, right? Like the classic. So maybe he would have come up with a, a, Fender, you know, like a Jag trim right, right type design, or like a hyper,
1: know? a hyper Bigsby, or something like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, in this alternate timeline, any kind of you know convergent evolutionary sort of like event could have taken place where something very similar to a Strat trim or Strat parts could have materialized. I was yeah. thinking about before pressing record on the show. Um, were did Strats? Introduce the concept of three pickup guitars. No, they did not. That's another well, thing. Well, uh, but
0: I, I'm gonna say no. I mean, I guess my thought process for that is uh, is based on the Les Paul Custom.
1: But also, there were jazz boxes. I found like pictures of older jazz boxes that had like three P90s and stuff like that.
0: But like older, th- I mean, I think one of the issues here is you know you can't. I th- Thinking about it from a timeline perspective, right? So the Stratocaster came out in what 1954, or yeah. Somewhere around there. I and so I I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to just throw away everything. Um, I think maybe that particular layout, that particular type of single coil pickup, when you know we it would be fair in the premise to say that that type of single coil pickup would have never existed.
1: Okay, so the general Strat single coil, because the Strat single coil is different in design than the Telecaster, than the Telecaster. Yeah, so, so telecaster. that we me thinking about because
0: originally when we talked about this earlier today, you, uh, the thing that you mentioned was um, that, or you mentioned this, and I said, well, then the Nashville Telly never would have existed. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I would retract that, but I would retract that to say that the Nashville Telly would exist. But instead of having a strat pickup in the middle position, it would either have a Jazzmaster or a Jaguar pickup in the middle position.
1: Or it could have one of those fun split 12 string pickups. Ooh. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah. Or another Fender would have invented some other pickup for something else, you know? (laughs) I mean, that's a
0: question that, you know, someone's going to yell at their car or yell at their screen. Yeah.
1: what is the pickup
0: in a Mustang? Is it not
1: a strap pickup? It is not a strap pickup. Um, okay. It ha- the the pole pieces are flat against the bobbin; they're not, mm. you know, compensated in any way, and they're a, I, I'm pretty sure they're a much lighter output. Um, okay, so, it's so not I'm judging not just that like, based I, off of I, my I, experience with playing the few Mustangs I've played. that I've been like, oh man, these are really thin and, and small sounding. Gotcha. Because in my head, been, like. Strat pickups can be kind of beefy and big sounding comparatively. Right.
0: In my head, I I just think of them, even though, like you said, like they have the, they're flat. I just think like, well, somebody, you know, took the, uh, the Strat pickup and just ground it down or something.
1: No, no. Uh, I think they are a fundamentally different design, but I think the size of the bobbins is interchangeable with the Strat. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Okay, and of course, like my you know, for that my experience is limited. Owning the Jagstang, which basically has as as far as I'm concerned, has a strap pick. Maybe maybe the original wasn't a strap pickup, and I just it's put a, a Jag Sting,
1: dude. It would have ended. Up, it would have ended up existing, but it would have had a Mustang pickup in the neck. Um, but that's another thing. Like, I think in this timeline, I think Jaguars, Jazzmasters, Mustangs. All all those other fender shapes can still exist as long as they're not a strat variation.
0: Right. right. I'm thinking about that part. you know, So that, I'm, that part itself.
1: So I'm wondering if one of the other fender shapes, one of the offsets, would have taken off as you know the replacement for the strat that never existed. Like if Jimi Hendrix mm. played a Mustang, or if you know, or if Jimi Hendrix in,
0: did. Did play a dual sonic early on. He did, from what I remember. He,
1: he played a jaguar at points, but he's famous for like two guitars. Yeah. He's famous for playing a strat, and he's famous for playing a tele for a little—not not a tele, a, 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 a flying V for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then there's a you know a whole host of other guitars he was photographed with, but those are the two that he's famous for playing. Yeah, uh,
0: I think I think I've seen photos of him with um, an airline. Yeah. seen photos of him with a Strandberg. <laughs> seen photos of him with the with the
1: EVH. Um, yeah, I Wolf saw gang. him using uh, Kemper heads.
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually,
0: that one was a, a Kemper head and a Dylan uh, guitar.
1: Right, right, right. I have seen um, actual like like historical photos of him playing like a Dan Electro or a Silvertone or something like that. Yeah. No, so he, uh,
0: he from the chat, someone says no John Mayer, and I'm like, well, I don't see the problem here.
1: You know what? If the Strat had never been invented, it would have taken John Mayer and Paul Reed Smith four years to develop the Silver (laughs) Sky (laughs) instead of the two. It would have taken twice as long.
0: The Silver Sky sky in that case is just called... the silver phone, and it's just a <laughs> telecast. It's like a, it's like a high-speed telecaster.
1: Wouldn't it be crazy if we were able to travel to this exact alternate timeline and PRS had still developed <laughs> the Silver Sky <laughs> without any prior knowledge or interactions with the Stratocaster from our timeline?
0: I mean, I, I think from a comfort and overall like does like a comfort perspective you just you would have ended up with the Jazzmaster being like the flagship. I yeah, think yeah. the I think the Jazzmaster would have become the flagship guitar from Fender.
1: You think so? Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Or maybe people would have leaned into the Telecaster harder. Do do guitars like the the Lead, the Lead series from Fender, do those exist without the influence of the Strat? It's got a Strat hardtail on it. Which is kind yeah, of similar think, to a tele bridge in some ways. Though.
0: I think they, uh, I think they, uh, I think they would exist because I feel like the leads are kind of like a cross between a strat and a Gibsonese SG, or like maybe like a Japanese, like an ET two seventy kind of a thing.
1: Yeah. Now here's here's a question: um, Did the strat in its existence in the way it feels and the way a player reacts to it did it influence historical playing in a way where if you removed it you know certain artists just wouldn't have been the same um, or like music like guitar playing wouldn't have advanced in the same direction because it's kind of like I mean with the trim feeling so unique with the pickups being kind of unique especially compared to everything else that came out in that time like it does it provide a different flavor and cause you know players to react differently than they would have
0: I mean it probably, but also I mean if you're good, you're good like that that's that whole that's that whole you know the video that's gone around for years and years and years is um set is it Satriani sitting down with some kids like
1: Squire right, but that's that's affinity. him playing, playing what he's ended up as being. He he, if he didn't have the benefit of learning to play that way on a on a super strat, then he might have played completely differently. You know,
0: you don't think that, but I'm saying like someone would have just the problem. There is like again, it's this question of if no one ever, if no one ever evolves a. A uh, strat and actually Vi or Vi or Sacherini those are perfect examples. If if Floyd Rose doesn't come up with some kind of locking trim system, then basically all of that shred music doesn't exist. Like it can't exist. It relies. I would say it, I wouldn't say the shred music itself, but at least like the dive bomby.
1: You can dive the bomb on a regular sounds. on a regular strat. It's just you won't be in tune when you come back. <laughs>
0: So are you gonna? So I mean, I can you? Are you gonna? Are all those guys just gonna dive bomb on a, on a Jag Jazzmaster Trem? <laughs> they're gonna uh, dive bomb on a Bigsby. I they're think definitely not do, gonna do. I think you do those not dives. gonna do it on a Mustang vibrato because I, you can't even flutter a Mustang vibrato and get it back into tune.
1: I've seen videos of people who have them set up good enough that they can do very extreme stuff with them. But I think you've got to really dial in that guitar to make a Mustang trim usable and stable. Um, Yeah, I I think I think it would have changed the way a lot of people play, for sure. And then if it was introduced,
0: if a super version of one of these evolves, you have the super Telly. That doesn't really sound that very good. Uh, You've got the super Jag. That kind of sounds weird. Super Mustang is right out. Super Jazz sounds dumb. No, Super Jazz vibe... is
1: the genre of the future.
0: There are only two options here. One is the Super Paul. I think that name works. Super Paul.
1: Sounds like a really and boring. You know who invent, and you know who,
0: who pioneers the Super Paul is Paul Gilbert. Oh my gosh. Super Paul. And then uh, the other one is instead of the super jazz it becomes the super master. I think that sounds cool.
1: Super master. <laughs> super master. <laughs> Man, it would be fun to have like a super master, like an like an yeah. offset with a Floyd Rose and a shreddy neck. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then if you've got a uh, if you've got a guy who's really good at sucking other shredders into guitar battle battles and they're just both there with their supermasters but one guy's like just he's really good at getting the getting you know he's a he's a little bit of a hustler in these guitar battles you know what he is what he's a supermaster baiter gosh come on i
1: thought you were going to mention like a real person (laughs) <laughs> i'm cutting you off steve i think this topic's done
0: <laughs> that's like that's like the devil in crossroads that's what he is that's yeah. steve uh steve okay. in crossroads
1: okay he's the super masturbator all right i got it <laughs> is that what you wanted to hear from me steve you wanted to hear me say masturbator
0: <laughs> no i i i mean i have now it's not like i've never heard you say that before
1: i know i say it constantly
0: yeah, you won't stop saying
1: it. <laughs> I can't control myself. I have to say it almost every day. All right. <laughs> this next ad was brought to us by Jason Welch. Uh, this is a Christian base. Is it a Christian base or is it, just, is it a goldfish cracker-themed base is what I want to know.
0: I thought it was a goldfish cracker-themed
1: <laughs> base. <laughs> the uh, The ad listing on this is very wild. They won't let me play bass on my lunch break anymore. That's the only description.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess like the body is small. Is it short scale? It might be short scale. It's
1: some kind of travel bass. I, I, I'm I, yeah. betting just by looking at this thing that it's like, you know, Bronco bass length. Mm-hmm. Like look at, look at the scale of the pickups to the length of string between the neck and the bridge. Like it's a tiny scale.
0: Yeah. It looks like the the as mini base,
1: and also the case. The proportions of the case get like tell you a lot. Hmm. Um, yeah,
0: I tried to look this up because on the headstock it says it's the goldfish bass fish, and everything on here is wanting to know if goldfish are a suitable replacement for minnows.
1: Well, are when they you're
0: fishing for bass or for for
1: bass? <laughs> <laughs> if you're fishing for bass, this might be the bass for you. It really might be. Um, um, I, I am seeing one of these on
0: Reverb for $115. The listing was sold. I don't know if that was the sold price. Ooh, this one has a maple neck.
1: I'm, uh, we That's haven't cool. described this for the podcast listener yet. Um, it is. Well, we kind of have. This is a short-scale bass with a 2x2 two two headstock on it. It is also short and stubby. The body of the mm-hmm. base is reminiscent of a goldfish cracker. Um, but yeah. the, the top horn is kind of swooping towards the neck more like a strat kind of headstock. So this would not have ad- existed in <laughs> that uh, alternate timeline we were talking about. It's got that strat horn. Um, and then the logo on the bag and on the headstock is is of a very christian looking fish so my question is were they trying to do a christian fish with the with the shape of the body
0: i don't i really don't think so i I mean, mean maybe they they got that general idea you can buy these or these apparently were sold on amazon at some point
1: I, most things are at some point. <laughs> I think it's, I think the description is wild. This guy, uh, I'm assuming he was a guy. He might not have been. Uh, this person, this woman. Let's just assume mm-hmm. it's a woman. Uh, this woman bought this Goldfish bass guitar and took it to work with her and was playing mm-hmm. it, I'm assuming, in her cubicle on her lunch break or in the lunchroom. Maybe the break room because they said they won't let the... Let her play it on her lunch break, which yeah. means that it must be in a public space or a space that maybe could she be was just interrupting other workers.
0: Maybe she yeah, maybe she was just wasting too much time. There are a bunch of these different there's the brand is Goldfish guitars, they have a bunch of products.
1: Are any of them good? No. I mean <laughs> they all look cheap. <laughs> I,
0: I just can't see like I mean, there's some sold through Guitar Center. Really? Again, out of everything is out of stock.
1: Oh, uh, okay. right.
0: But um, so, oh, I've seen the so, ju- I've
1: seen the guitar version where it's symmetric.
0: Yeah. So I don't. Uh,
1: where the bass is asymmetric.
0: Is... Yeah, oh, yeah, but there's, there's a. The I saw a version of the bass that was symmetric. I found their website. It's gone.
1: Their website is gone.
0: Yeah, it's, it's over. Uh, you found it. It disappeared. A, they I found their Facebook page. I don't think I think the fact that this looks like uh they made a finding nemo so it's a clownfish shaped ukulele. Mhm. Um I think somebody just f- saw a wacky shape off of like Alibaba said, that looks like a goldfish. I'm going to make a brand called Goldfish Guitars. <laughs> right. I'll order thirty yeah, of so can... them
1: so I can sell them. This page was created
0: in 2010.
1: Yeah. Well, that means these are rare, Steve. You got, you got to snag this up for eighty bucks. There is a
0: oh, this as you say, there's a related page called Fishuku. Fishuku. It's just the ukuleles. Mm. Still linking to goldfishguitars which again does not exist.
1: All right. So in anymore. terms of interest, Steve, eighty bucks. If this is close by in the neighborhood, you've got eighty bucks in your no. pocket. No, you're not tempted at all. No, for eighty bucks, I can probably. Do you think they would let you? Do you think your job would let you play in the Blake? Play, play on your on your lunch break. Can't talk all of a sudden. I mean,
0: probably. I don't think they have a. Probably want that.
1: Uh, if you did not it, in good, the, so I
0: wouldn't want to. But
1: if if you were doing it in the lunch room or the break room, would you would you get in trouble playing bass at work? No. If you did no. it in, in your workspace, I don't think so. if you did it while you were. Working, uh, I'm, Steve? In a, I'm in I'm in an open could office. Away with? So. What could you? Get, that would get away probably with? drive people crazy. Did you play this during a during a conference meeting at work?
0: <laughs> I don't webcam, so as long as I'm on mute, maybe.
1: I bet when I worked in an office I could have gotten away with playing a little bass are you
0: saying like are you saying like in a conference where I'm in a room with other people yeah or it's when a I'm meeting a call with it other- no office meeting mm-hmm. everyone's like in a, a face-to-face
1: yeah, everyone's around the table there's there's bagels and donuts and you got the bass. Mm-hmm. And while everyone's probably, taking notes you're like probably boom, kinda, boom probably could boom probably boom. couldn't pull that off although if you're not you, amplified I, so it just sounds like yeah I
0: want to know if you are like if you're like bass base is my religion. Davey 504 is my God. And they're like, <laughs> you can't play this at church, at, at church, at work anymore. If you could see your company for, for, uh, discriminating against your religion.
1: Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you don't even need to say it's a religion. You say it's your lifestyle. Base is my lifestyle. I'm, you know, yeah, I can't be separate from it. all you, ha- you what you have to do is you have to get the ADA involved uh, hmm. By making it is
0: being a bass player a disability, Ryan?
1: Yeah, no, like <laughs> I'm not saying bass players have a disability. I'm saying if they want to play at work, it'll help if they do. Um... <laughs> Let's say this is like my emotional. This support. is my emotional support base. My emotional support base. We've said it three times now, so it's true. Uh, or like rig some sort of situation where like this may look like an ordinary bass. But in reality, this is where I keep my dialysis machine, and it's, you know oh I've got to wear it at all times, and you've got a tube running out into your body. You know, If you've got a disability that you could hack into this base, I think you mm-hmm. could get away with being a permanent base-holding person at your work, in which case you're going to need a nice kind of grippy uh, uh, suede strap because this thing is going to flop yeah. all over the place. You're it's gonna, gonna be.
0: To, you're gonna have to always. You need strap locks You're gonna have to always have it attached to your body.
1: You need strap locks. You need uh, the the suede strap, like I just mentioned. Or else it's just gonna be around your ankles all the time. You know. It's the reality of it. Uh, do we want to jump into Bill and Ted time now, Steve? All right, guys.
0: This is a part of the show where we spoil Bill and Ted face music for you. So if you care, GTFO. Yeah. If you don't care, then you can hang. We'll give you a to the
1: count of twenty. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but to the count of sixty-nine, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, oh my gosh, we have sixty-nine dudes watching right now. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd say uh, if if you hear us start to talk about something that you care about not being spoiled, then tap out then. But I think leading up into it, you kind of know what's going to happen in Bill and Ted, right? Yeah. You kind of know what's going to happen. You know, they're going to have an adventure where they need to save um, the future. They need to save some point in in time. They need to save the fate of the universe. And they need to do it with music because they're Bill and Ted. And, you know, they're being presented as dumb, which I have problems with Mm -hmm. because I think they're smart. (laughs) Which shows how dumb I am. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they they actually i think presented them as much smarter in this movie well they're adults now, than Steve. the previous two movies they're not teenagers no, anymore. It is.
1: yeah <laughs> they're they're like 45 years old now or whatever or 50 they're 50 um right r- let's get it out let's get it out right off the bat did you like it did you like this movie
0: i i am still processing this movie i liked it i had fun
1: Steve's little bar is still it. filling up. Processing movie. You liked yeah. it, but you sound a little pensive.
0: Um, I really liked Alex Winter in this movie, and I was really uh, about Keanu Reeves in this movie.
1: Yeah, Alex I, really I, brought a lot of acting chops to it. And you know what? Honestly, when I was watching the last two, I was like, damn, Alex is acting the pants out of this role. Like, he is yeah. fully committed. I think it's a difference of characters, but I think that the actors brought, you know, their abilities to the characters. And yeah. Alex definitely brought, think, like, uh, almost like a vaudevillian, like, facial expression aptitude. Yeah, I, you know? I
0: think Keanu has just hit a point, and it, I don't think it's any necessarily any fault of his own. I think it's his acting was fine, but his voice has gotten, like, so raspy right. that, like, it was distracting. But I feel that way about, like, everything he does now.
1: Right, right. It's just like, weird to hear an adult his, try to talk that way. <laughs> well, it's not extent. even that.
0: It's that like you know, it used to be, whoa, and now it's
1: whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, that like it's, it's so deep. Yeah, yeah. Well, think about if you knew someone who was you know had like a Valley accent in the '80s, what would they talk like now? You know, it, right? It wouldn't be so pronounced as that. They would probably just sound like kind of Southern Californian I don't know <laughs> yeah. what did you think what did you, what was it
0: what did you think about this movie what I thought it, I
1: thought it was great I had a, a really amazing time watching it I watched it by myself my wife went to bed she couldn't stay up oh really um I by the end of it at the end of it um I was I was choking on tears a little bit like I was my diaphragm oh, yeah? my diaphragm was starting to pump a little bit my eyes were welling up and I was like wow they okay they got me. Bill and Ted got Dang, me, dude. Yeah, um, um, they got me. They got me emotional, man. Uh, I I think you know, I think there's certain elements of it that do not hold up to things that make the first and the second great. I don't think the soundtrack is uh, iconic. Maybe I just need to watch it, you know, twenty more times, <laughs> and then I'll no, disagree with that
0: sentiment. It, I think it's tough.
1: I mean, there's some iconic songs that you associate with bill and ted in the first two i can't rem- remember any of that right. in this one it just wasn't uh, popping out to me
0: did you f- solve this move good grief man did you even get a? I super ran out chat? of water
1: <laughs> i'm drinking tequila hardy. dang dude yeah yeah oh i just got a super chat um from harris and carlin kiana had uh to write for the entire human race that'll mess with anyone's voice. Oh, fight I think he means. Yeah. I, I mean, know.
0: Keanu has saved the human race in multiple movies. Multiple so.
1: multiple times.
0: Um d- So, did you figure this movie out in like the first 10 minutes?
1: Um I mean, the the daughters are definitely Chekhov's gun. Like they're in, you know, they the moment well, they're not, introduced Not even that. Like the okay, moment they're introduced, they like, you know they're going to be a big part of the story.
0: No, as soon as they were like, where, as soon as Kelly's like, the, the you know, blah, come on, mom, the prophecy says, you know, Preston and Logan will write the song that saves her, I was like, <slicks> okay, I already know where this is going. Right, right, now right. Now let's see how we get there.
1: But the way, I mean, the way it's delivered is not what, the way I thought it would go. It's like, oh, it's, oh, no. no. Is there, there going to be the real Bill and Ted? And it was some sort of mistake, you know, uh, some sort of future mistake where the information got mingled and it didn't go that way at all. And I'm glad, I'm glad it didn't go that way. I thought, the I mean, ending- I feel like
0: it, I feel like it kind of went that way, but I'm glad they didn't do the, like they died. So they had to pick up the mantle. It was like, a, it was like, a, if you didn't figure that out early, which I think they kind of telegraphed it, but if you didn't figure it out early, Then you figure it out at the same time that Bill and Ted figure it out that they aren't the saviors of the world. Their kids are.
1: Well, that's not really the correct way to interpret what happened. And, you know, the correct way to interpret that happened is that Bill and Ted themselves are. It's the correct way. (laughs) They are the instigators of Mm -hmm. the savior saving of the world. The the future had it right. Uh, But the reality of it is that everyone saved.
0: No, well, that's true. That's yeah, true.
1: everyone did, um, and it, you know that that you know we're spoiling it, guys. We're spoiling it. I know that revelation at the end that all of humanity across all time united to save the timeline uh, in the way that they did. I, I'm getting chills right now. It, and, and I think guys, it really mo- it really reflects. Um, this movie came out seven
0: days ago. If you haven't seen it. That's on you. This um, this isn't Star Wars, man. We're Yeah, not yeah.
1: Waiting. Uh. So in in the end, uh, the entire timeline of the universe, every human throughout all history mm-hmm. is saved because Bill and Ted use the uh, the phone booth to travel and split on a quantum level into every conceivable, right? You know, uh version of reality to deliver musical yeah. instruments to every person who ever existed and the entire uh, population of humanity across all existence played along to the same song at the same at some time. Point, you're
0: not spoiling the movie. You're just reciting the plot.
1: I'm just reciting the plot. <laughs> 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 we warned you guys about spoilers over and over again. We're okay, 15, guys, we're let are me 53 tell you minutes in the podcast. Let me tell you, you about Bill and Ted
0: face the music. In Bill and Ted face the music, this movie is based on a nineteen eighty-nine film called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's <laughs> when this stop. starts. And <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent <laughs> Adventure. So but then in nineteen ninety-one there was another movie. Oh my gosh, shut up. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus <laughs> Journey.
1: My my summation of, of why that's so great is, you know, something that I said was missing in the second one. Is the deep, deep connection to the musician's experience that the first one had mm-hmm. that make it so endearing? Of that experience of starting a band with a friend, you're having a great time. You're completely oblivious, but, in com- but completely excited, and you completely suck. Uh, but you have this feeling like this is going to lead to greatness somehow. Um, yeah. this the face of the music cashes in on another extremely relatable. Uh, musician experience is that you just want to, you just want to play music with everyone. Yeah, like if you could, oh, you. I wasn't
0: even thinking of that. I was thinking of the experience of you know being a, a, a middle-aged man playing for uh, forty people. Oh at yeah, the Elks Lodge. and I mean, those, thirty-eight the, of those people are just there for two-dollar beer night.
1: All those, all those sorts of situations, and you know, playing for a wedding and stuff like that. All those sorts of situations um, are relatable musical experiences but the experience cashing in on like the emotional desire for musicians to want to play with other musicians and thinking about if everyone if everyone was on the same page and was on board to like play music together like thinking like that could Mm -hmm. change humanity Mm -hmm. like it's i mean it you know i was i was in that headspace when i was watching it and it took me there, man. It it moved me. I felt I felt legitimately moved by the yeah. end of the movie. I
0: liked I liked all of the different Bill and Ted's. Uh, yeah, that was uh, fun. I thought that was fun. I thought the I thought the a certain celebrity drop in the middle of it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I got a good laugh out of that
1: one. Sure, sure. I mean, we already spoiled the whole ending. You can say that Kid Cudi is in it. <laughs> yeah, Kid Cudi's in it. Um, I. I thought it was acted very well. I thought it was written yeah. very well. There wasn't any point where like I cringed and I was like, "Oh man, they're missing the marker. Oh, they don't get it. They don't get why we like Bill and Ted." That was like the chief thing I was worried about is that a mm. new you know production team or new writers or whatever or, or whoever is involved, new new you know producers and suits financing it wouldn't get right. what people. Find endearing about these characters, and they would mess it up, and that didn't happen. And well, it, that that's it felt one of very sincere. I was
0: saying is like I don't, I don't know if I don't know if this movie like ever, um, really like. So they started filming in 2019, but I just kind of had the feeling from everything I've read, and and even especially from like watching it, like. This, I don't, who directed this? I don't know. Some dude. The the guy who directed this is the guy who, oh my gosh. This guy has very limited directorial. The guy Mm. who directed this is the guy who directed Galaxy Quest.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I knew that and I didn't remember it right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that explains a bit, like.
0: Like, he's literally only directed seven movies, and on that list are Galaxy Quest. His four most recent are Galaxy Quest, Fun with Dick and Jane, Red 2, and Bill and Ted Face the Music.
1: Wow. Well, he brought he brought the same special thing to this that he brought to Galaxy Quest. I think that charm is there. Yeah. I think uh, the sincerity is there, which I think is so important. For something that, on yeah. the surface, uh, it, this seems dumb. This seems like a dumb franchise to be this worked up about but there's something underneath it all that makes it very special um
0: yeah i, I think i i like i said I definitely felt like from what i've read and from now seeing the movie that they basically just went in and said like let's just write something that's fun and anything that wasn't fun they were yeah. like well, let's just not do it
1: yeah yeah and
0: the, the, the only was part good. of it that i thought they could have like done something different with was uh, when they go to? I thought hell was a little boring.
1: I, mm, yeah, I, I, you know, the, the budget on this wasn't huge. I mean, if you counter count in inflation, like I'm sure the budget on this is way less than what you consider the budget for the first yeah. two was. Um, but yeah, hell was essentially like three set pieces and a bunch of CG well, I just background. mean like
0: the. Fr- yeah, it was three set pieces, and the first two set pieces didn't matter. That, right,
1: that's all Right, mean. right, right. Um, like the the whole we
0: can't find anyone else. Like I was like, you either find them or don't find them. Like <laughs> let's move along. <laughs> I like where, I like where it ended up. That eventually they they like you know they reunite with everybody else who's dead, and then they're like, yo, death, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Like that was fun. That once they brought once like it became the interaction with death. Oh my gosh, Bill Sadler was chewing the script like he was if if alex winter was acting his ass off this will be the go down as william sadler's greatest who is he
1: who is he death death okay yeah oh yeah he's amazing as death and i I was so happy death made it back into this movie just incredible character from the second movie and you know I mean, so vital. I mean, in the end credits of the second one, you find out how vital death is going to be to you know yeah. <laughs> their career. And I'm glad they picked all that up again. Um, yeah, he he acted his pants off, having a lot of fun with this. I really enjoyed. I want to know your take on it. I really enjoy uh, the insecure murder bot. <laughs> Do you remember his oh name? My gosh, yes. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Like you think you know where the character is going to go. But at each step, it's a little bit, like, more of a leaning into, like, oh, I don't think this robot's so sure of himself. <laughs> yeah. No, he's... that was ridiculous. And then he's just, like... <sighs> yes, people, yeah, that, that was... people do die. Bill and Ted do die and go to hell. Uh, lots oh, yeah. and lots of people die and go to hell in this movie. That is a, is the a central plot point. Um of the movie at a certain point. I mean, there's a lot of plot points. It, it goes a lot of directions. Uh, the big yeah. spoiler, the really big spoiler. Do we want to spoil this one or do we want to keep it a secret? The marital fate of Missy. Oh, of Missy. I. Um. I mean, you find out in the first like five minutes of the movie. It. It, no, I've, I was surprised not, by it.
0: If there's anything if there's anything that needs a true spoiler, that's that's a true we'll spoiler. We'll leave
1: that. We'll leave that. You guys in the first couple minutes of the movie, you discover you are it is revealed to you the marital fate of Missy. The woman who was married to Ted's dad and then left Ted's dad and married Bill's dad. Yeah. And then in this movie. Is yet again marrying someone else. Uh, that's that's something that surprised me. That um, you know is is shown in the trailer that Bill and Ted are playing at a wedding. Mm-hmm. And my assumption was, oh, they've fallen so far that they play weddings now. They're wedding musicians. Yeah. Uh, the reality is, they are at Missy's wedding, uh, observing yeah. her marriage to someone in their group of people. <laughs> Who could it be? Okay. <laughs> Is it Rufus? It's Napoleon. <laughs> it's Napoleon. <laughs> guys, it's Napoleon. <laughs> actually be pretty great. <laughs> Nissan uh, just commented, you guys catch that Kid Cudi was stationed? No. Was he supposed to be
0: stationed? No, or was he, he just, just... Was that just a throwback? I took it as was, a throwback.
1: He was aware of station as a phrase because he lives in the timeline where Bill and Ted uh you know rose to fame after playing a show saved by station building Bill and Ted robots to defeat the other evil Bill and Ted robots
0: apparently he is credited as a as a manifestation of station
1: what no way um
0: and I don't know what that is based on. Well, they did but didn't, that is how
1: they didn't uh they didn't make that clear enough that I caught it. I caught that he said station. But in the second movie, station is established as something that people say to each other. Not just Yeah. A-
0: and so that's the way I took it is like maybe at some point he got thrown into that space. But apparently, at least on uh he is on uh at least one of the s- sources i'm looking at credited as a man a um incarnation of station
1: that's weird i'll have to rewatch it and, and see if i agree with that because i mean I, I get the angle that he's presented as being humorously aware of and knowledgeable in quantum physics and time travel and all sorts of various things having to do with the movie um but i thought it was more just like oh this isn't someone that you would expect to be, you know, like a quantum physicist and here they have all this knowledge and they're just completely on board with what's going on. I, I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe it's hinted that he's stationed, but I didn't, I didn't catch that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I just thought it was like a throwback, like a, a nod.
1: Right. Right. So yeah, if you haven't watched it already, sorry, if we spoiled it for you, I think you should go watch it though. Whatever way is convenient for you. We uh, we hit the inner circle fund <laughs> to uh, uh, to fund our Amazon rentals. You rent or buy? I rented. Okay. Did you buy? I did not buy. No. So actually, I don't think we can watch it now. Yeah, it's too late. I mean, I can find a way. <laughs> I wanted to send the money my way, money their way as, you know, as my official thanks for doing it.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, we got it from Amazon, uh, 19 dollars to Jeff Bezos and one cent to someone
1: else. <laughs> thanks, Bezos, for hosting this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, did you stay, uh, if someone just asked, did you stay after the credits? Yeah. You, okay, of good. Of course you did. Because every every movie has an after credit scene now, you know, so you have to stick around. Yeah. Also, it's just sitting I there that, on the, know, the couch absorbing it and like still feeling like yeah. this emotional response that I had to it.
0: The end credit scene was most excellent.
1: Most excellent, yes. Most triumphant. Yeah. <laughs> what did you fun. think of how the how the daughters were portrayed? How they they're acting, their personalities, you know. All of
0: um. That. I thought it was fine. It was a little like at sometimes it was a little tryhardy, but you know,
1: whatever, it worked. But I mean, if you if you watch the original Bill and Ted with fresh eyes, oh, yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, this is they are putting it on thick. This is a crazy act they're doing." Yeah. So it there's no way to do that to be under yeah. the influence of Bill and Ted as a child and be reared up in that and be still be excited about it in your early twenties. Imagine still being excited about your parents about their unprovable crazy idea about being the saviors of the universe through their terrible music (laughs) you know still being excited on on your dad's uh so that was very uh unrealistic
0: but i i don't really understand the timeline i have time i always have timeline problems with like every movie of course in the time in the movie
1: Um, they they say that that the events of the second movie were twenty five years earlier, which is how old the girls are.
0: Right. I just, but I, I guess I'm I'm kind of lost on how to nineteen ninety one was twenty five years ago. But it's know, the timeline of the it's movie. It's not a big deal.
1: We don't live in their timeline, Steve. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe they lost a few years to some sort of calendar change or something like that. <laughs> uh, I. There was there was a handful of moments where the daughters like like said their own Bill and Ted isms. Uh, there were like mm-hmm. clever combinations of you know Scrabble words, fifty point Scrabble words that Bill and Ted shouldn't yeah. know.
0: They're also like much like much smarter than their parents. They're, they're just equally slacking.
1: They're like Wikipedia kids. The the thing the the way yeah. they're presented is they know everything. They're historians, you know.
0: Um. That being said, apparently uh, the uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter have said that a fourth movie would be up to the fans. And when asked, uh, then when they asked the writer, the writer said that that they think that Bill and, the Bill and Ted story is done, but that a Billy and Thea movie could happen.
1: I th- I think it should be done now. I think this should be the end. If there if there was done. if if they do anything else, it shouldn't be a movie. I I I might be down for. You know what would be smart is if they did a is Bill and Thea, is their their character names? Yeah. If they did a Bill and Thea, kind of like young aiming Netflix series, like mm. a like a you know like a teen drama or something like that, a teen adventure drama.
0: I would say that would be interesting and probably a not very likely sure outcome.
1: But I don't know. I think there might be. I, it depends on how well this does. You know, I think it's done pretty well uh, so far for you know the times that we're experiencing right now and people not really going to theaters. I thought I saw Alex post on Instagram somewhere that it's done really well with the VOD, like lots and lots and mm. lots of VOD going on. So. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I say that,
0: but I guess Samara Weaving has done a few different, um, like Netflix, uh, shows, movies. They, they like was, uh, yeah. She was in Ash vs. Evil Dead. She was in Smilf. So she's been in a few different, uh, like, TV type things. Bridget Lundy Payne's basically done very little. I guess she was on the show Atypical. Mm. So they both have kind of that, uh, choice streaming service so so like, think you, about you it, could be on something i think about it those... here's the problem is it's gonna be on freaking apple tv
1: <laughs> or it's gonna be on quibi <laughs> it's gonna be on quibi uh i mean here's the, here's my pitch is you know these uh two youthful likable girls go in a time traveling a uh, quantum traveling phone booth and mm. experience various you know historical events through pop culture eyes. Like that sounds fun, right? That sounds good. It sounds like something, you know, younger people would enjoy watching as well as people who enjoy the original property. Uh, What they
0: should do is point is plot for plot, a live action version of the bill and Ted's animated series, but don't tell anybody that's what they're doing.
1: Right. Well, I, th- I think we've set our piece on this. I'm sure we'll talk about it so many more times in the future and, and reference yeah. it forever and ever and ever. Um, great job. If anyone who's involved with this is watching for some reason, uh, you stumbled upon this. Um, great job. Um, I, I, it meant a lot to me watching it, and it tugged at my heartstrings, and it hit. it checked a lot of boxes for me. So I appreciate it, and I think it was worth doing
0: and uh yeah, it I was a lot of fun I enjoyed it
1: yeah yeah um I, I'm gonna watch it again that's for sure I'm gonna try to get my wife to watch it I don't think she cares about Bill and Ted but I'm gonna try anyway. oh man
0: I watched it with my wife yeah <sighs> that's nice. why she's commenting about all of the things that we did that that you know she's very knowledgeable nice to this movie together
1: nice wife brag Steve <laughs> I know my wife. What the the bad? Ask for Bill and Ted's question. (laughs) I don't. You know. Uh, I don't know if my wife is actually familiar with the second one too much. I know she's seen the first one. Oh, all right. Last ad. This was actually sent to us over Uh, private chat. Uh, uh, Oh, okay. Okay. You want to do some housekeeping? uh,
0: uh, Hold on. Yeah. uh, This is a part of the show where we say if you want to give us some money to help support the show, help us watching, keep watching movies I guess Um, uh, send some cash head on over to patreon.com 60 cycle humcast where for as little as $1 a month you can support the show and if you do we'll read your name on the show one time at the $5 (laughs) level I will send you some merch eventually and we will read your name on the show one time (laughs) at the $10 level I'll send you some exclusive merch that's different than the $5 merch and I'll read your name on the show one, one time. time. <laughs> uh,
1: so there you go. But at the $10 level, you get to be in the Inner Circle secret group where we do all our backstage oh, yeah. gossiping and chatting and showing screen grabs of all the fools on the internet. We make fun of them and blah, yeah. blah, blah. We're so catty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also posted my recent uh Yeah, never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, but it's in, it's in the inner circle. If you yeah. want to know what I'm talking uh, about, you that know I'm the not secret. Talk about. you, got to join. Yeah. It's only yeah. $10. All
1: right. This last ad was private message to us, texted even, by Mike yeah. Adams, friend of the show, Pusheen, uh, or Pusheen. Yep. Sound of a sword leaving This sheep.
0: is in Long Beach, which I believe is in California. It's
1: right next to Short it- Beach.
0: Dang it, I was about to make that joke.
1: (laughs) I could feel it winding up. I knew you were there. Oh,
0: man. All right. PRS locking tuners, $100. Set up six original vintage Paul Reed Smith Phase 1 locking tuners. One tuner has surface rust on the wing, but all tuners function well. Um, Tuners include the original headstock from a 1989 PRS Midnight Blue Metallic Custom 24 guitar as a reminder to
1: always use... Strap locks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, my first question is why didn't he repair the guitar? I'm assuming this is know, repairable. Maybe the rest of the guitar was trashed as well. But I mean, what? This is pretty interesting. A uh, hundred dollars for tuners. I think that's too much. Especially concerning the age and the rust and the condition, I think it's just humorous that the tuners are being sold still attached to the severed headstock of a vintage PRS. Vintage in air quotes. Can any PRS be considered vintage at this point? I'm not
0: sure what you, I, I'm not sure what year uh, PRS moved to like factory production. Mm-hmm. Um. Or
1: like I think I think you could say isn't. I could I think you could say this is old enough to be collectible. The age makes it collectible. If it, it was still attached to a full guitar, yeah, like um, you I are think, you're selling the age when you if you sold the full guitar, you know.
0: So uh, according to Wikipedia, by 1989, 1988, 1989, the company employed 45 people and was producing 15 guitars per day, which is nothing. I mean, that's very small. Um, I'm very it's,
1: still compared to a lot of the builders that we know, that's incredible. 15 oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. compared to the Gibsons and the Fenders, like that's nothing, and compared to what um, I'm sure PS PRS does today, it's nothing. So,
0: oh, yeah, uh, so this product is kind of interesting. Um, it looks stupid, and I agree, the one tuner does look. A bit rusty, but the other five look like they're in okay
1: shape. Yeah, you could probably save that rust okay. if you were detailed oriented enough and add the time.
0: Yeah. Um this part it looks like the phase one tuner was used from nineteen eighty five to nineteen ninety six.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I do not understand how it works. I don't I don't know what the purpose of them you know probably if I had one I could I'd figure it out.
1: Right? I assume the little tab thing was the was an auto trimmer. Because that's usually um, what those are. They they trim the string for you.
0: Yeah like I said I, I just I don't know. Um, I have no idea. Okay. These look really intact. Um and so the only other thing I can say about it is uh, this is actually if you don't mind the rust, uh-huh. rust, this is a really good deal oh, on is these it? tuners. How much do the tuners um, go for, usually? If you look for, uh, at least on Reverb right now, there are um, two listings for Phase 1 Chrome tuners, and they are both listed at $400 for Whoa. a set. That does not include a headstock.
1: Yeah, free headstock, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the headstock is just hilarious. The headstock cracks me up.
1: You know what? If, um, if, I, if I had this, I would probably keep the headstock. I'd sell those tuners pronto. I mean, the ones rusted, even if you can get 200 for it at half price, like, that's, you're still doing pretty great there. Uh, and that yeah. that gets you, uh, like, 1 15th to the price of a new <laughs> PRS. Just sell the tuners. Um, but I would keep that headstock, and I would put it in a bag like a gig bag, and I'm like, "Hey, you want to see my PRS?" And they whip that out at parties and be like,
0: "Ha ha ha, get you it?" You want to see my PRS?
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'd sell those tuners right away. I'd separate them from the headstock though, and try to fix up that rust a little bit, and try to get as much as I could for them. That's flip city right there. I wonder if Mike knew. When I mean, maybe this.
0: I will say maybe the ones on Reverb are overpriced because I'm. But I'm maybe. only seeing one that sold on. Ebay, it was one thirty five. It's one of those things
1: where they're not going to sell right away, but they're going to sell the moment the correct buyer sees them. And it's like, "That's exactly what I'm right. looking for." I've been trying to find those for a well, year.
0: Like, there's there could also just be a market that is um, because some people are like, you know, oh, I just need one tuner.
1: That's true too. You could uh, you could some sell of the them other individually. the tuner sets
0: I'm seeing I'm seeing online too are actual the the. Okay, you know how I want a tuner you have like on the back. So you've got like the part where the gear is. Uh Uh-huh. And then you have like the part where the screw goes through. A lot of the ones I'm seeing, the part where the screw goes is broken. Mm. Like that little screw hole so it's kind of um, so these ones presumably would might be all intact I, I can't see the yeah I didn't the grab picture the other there, photo but if they're all intact um, this could be worth a little bit more you know yeah. I don't know I mean but if you, is, you
1: part these out and it's like someone wants to replace one of their broken ones you sell them one for 100 bucks you got six tuners here you got 600 bucks in your pocket maybe you sell the rusted one well, I don't
0: think you can sell one for 100 bucks you sell them I'm seeing like for like, a thousand bucks for, like
1: four, for like
0: seeing, <laughs> seeing these for like thirty to forty dollars a piece sure sure you sell all five all six all five you sell all six of these at forty dollars a piece and you've got two hundred forty dollars you're making a hundred now that's work you know it is work but this doesn't take up a lot of space this is a slow roll it's a slow roll it's a slow flip
1: you know it's a somersault it's such a slow flip that it becomes a somersault <laughs> you
0: get one of these okay here's what you do here's what i do you, you get this headstock You cut the headstock off of a Fender Stratocaster. You put this headstock on there instead. You say, sell it as a Paul Reed Smith
1: Silver Sky prototype. And then tell people it took you two years to do it.
0: (laughs) Ten million (laughs) dollars signed by Paul Reed Smith himself. It's right on the headstock.
1: Prototype Silver Sky. You've never seen a guitar like this because this shape has never existed before this moment. It has been invented. So it's worth a lot of money. <laughs> well, you want to tell I us think about this the song? This is really Steve? cool, man.
0: Uh, I think if I was like a, if I was really into PRS, which I'm not, uh-huh. but if I was, I I might be tempted to to grab this just for the novelty of it. Sure. Put it in that empty space right there.
1: Put it on the there. mantle.
0: Throw it on the mantle.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't make pe- it
0: into a piece of art. I wouldn't personally
1: pay a hundred dollars this. for for this for my own collection of stuff. But if I came into owning it and I knew I could sell it for a hundred bucks, I might keep it just for the novelty of it. I don't know. All right. You want to tell us about the songs and we'll get out of here and then we'll hang out with the, uh, the YouTube peeps.
0: Yeah. This song was sent to us by, uh, Ryan Poole. He says, hi Ryan and Steve. We've been waiting for this one. Do you know, Yeah, he says, I'm almost ashamed to send this in since I know Ryan is Mr. Surf Guitar and not even co will call it surf, but take it for what it is. A San Diego drummer educated in Nashville, pretending to be a surf guitarist living in San Diego. You know the type. Anyway, here's a Dropbox, the link, and it's attached. Um, So uh, this actually, he dropped this on Spotify a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They were recording the music video at La Jolla Shores like a week and a half ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and this project, uh, Ryan Pool, is calling it "The Night Tides," and this song is called "Forever Baby."
1: I haven't heard it yet, but so, I heard it's leaning into more like a Beach Boys kind of vibe.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's uh like a dream pop right kind of uh Vocally thing. Driven. It's fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's un- it's surf for the uninitiated. It's it's Jack Johnson surf. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll check it out. I can't. Or like you hear said, it.
0: like it's. It's pet sounds.
1: Yeah. All right. It's cool. I liked it. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded. So.